ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Good to be with you. I was off last week. I was up in the Northeast visiting my daughter and I was uh, I spent a couple of those days in mask Massachusetts. I have to tell you, they're very serious there about their masks. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, you can get a really great bowl of spaghetti at Maggiano's there in Boston, which uh, was fantastic. But make sure you wear that mask. Uh, before and after uh, you have that uh, spaghetti and meatballs. Big show lined up for you tonight. We normally do news in this segment, and we don't bring a guest on in this segment, but I made an exception tonight. We're going to be talking in just a moment with our friend Alan Collins from Student Loan Justice. And then at 930, we invited the people from the Flat Earth Organization to come back. Why? Because <laughs> it was one of our most popular shows that we've ever done. Who would have known? And uh, I guess you guys are super interested in this discussion. Whether you believe in Flat Earth or not, I think it's just an interesting discussion. And a lot of people were entertained by it or listened to it. Maybe you now believe the Earth is flat. In any case, it'll be a, a great discussion tonight. David Weiss is here at 930 Eastern. A program note, uh, I made a decision that uh, I'm no longer going to allow YouTube to carry my show live and uh, did a lot of thinking about that. And uh, they gave me another strike here the other day. Uh, I don't want to get into it. Uh, it was ridiculous. I'm not going to spend time on this show arguing about their ridiculous policies. What I will do is I'm going to keep the YouTube channel. It has hundreds of our past shows on it and a lot of other videos. I will put clips of the show on there from time to time. I will also use it to talk about other topics that don't upset them. Um, but our primary video outlet going forward will be Rumble. And if you want to, to watch us live presently, we're not connected to Rumble for live broadcasting. That will be coming soon. But in the meantime, there's a lot of other places to watch live, including all my Facebook pages, including Twitter, including DLive, including Twitch. It's all over at Jim Paris Radio. Dot com and uh, so long uh, Twitter. I, I'm sorry, YouTube. <laughs> I've given you the third strike. You don't get the live show anymore. All right. Let's talk to our friend Alan College about breaking news. If you are somebody that has been trying to get public service loan forgiveness, that is you got a student loan or a number of student loans. And the promise was if you worked in the public service sector, you worked for a school, you worked for a hospital, you became a fireman, a police officer, any of those kind of things. If you did that for 10 years, you would get 
forgiveness of your student loans. And a lot of people did this because, you know, got into student loans because they thought, oh, well, that's fine because I was going to be a teacher anyway, or I was going to go to work at a college or a nonprofit organization. So this is great. I'll just do that. I'll be on sort of that minimum payment for 10 years and then my loan will go away. And we found that virtually no one could actually get this student loan forgiveness because the rules were so complicated, in my opinion, by design to make it virtually impossible to get the student loan forgiveness. However, there is good news. There is breaking news this week that there is going to be a one year window by which this all becomes possible again. And uh, an expert on this from studentloanjustice.org is Alan College. And uh, Alan, uh, what is the news? Tell us if this is good or just another smoke and mirrors uh, presentation. Sure. Great to be with you, Jim. Um, yeah, the, the public service loan forgiveness program, and in fact, all of the loan, quote unquote, forgiveness programs run by the Department of Education have enjoyed a 99 point something percent failure rate. And it's really become just a huge national joke. Well, uh, last week, the Department of Education announced that they were going to do a one year waiver where people who had been disqualified for public service forgiveness uh, will have an opportunity to get the forgiveness. There is some paperwork involved. In other words, a lot of people are going to have to uh, consolidate their loans into the direct program, particularly people who have the older style loans. Uh, there's also going to be all the same burdens of proof. In other words, proving that you work for a qualified employer, uh, proving that you made payments, etc. And so, this, and don't get me wrong, this is probably the best, in fact, this is the best news we've seen from the Department of Education about this program ever. Uh, but Jim, I, I will be honest, and I am skeptical. I have seen the Department of Education operate over the past 16 years, and I can tell you that they have done everything possible to not cancel loans, even under court order in some cases, but certainly with the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. Uh, they have also, you know, said a lot of friendly sounding things that they had no intention of uh, fulfilling. So they have broken their commitments time and again over the years. Uh, this looks like it may be different, but I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but uh, at least on paper, this um, sort of the the overview is that supposedly about 40,000 people may see their loans canceled uh, due to this new waiver that they just announced. Uh, additionally, about 550,000 borrowers uh, may see a lot of their loan payments from years past counted where before they were not counted. So, you know, we're talking about a half a million people that may see some relief here. Maybe the bigger picture, there are still 45 million uh, people in the country who won't be affected by this. And uh, my best estimates, and this comes from Trump appointee Wayne Johnson, who ran the lending program, about 80% of all those 45 million people were never going to be able to repay their loans. Uh, and this is even before the pandemic hit. So this lending system is, by all rational metrics, a catastrophic failure. You know, the default rate for subprime home mortgages, uh, by uh, comparison, was about 20%. 
So we're looking at a default rate for federal student loans, even with this public service news notwithstanding, of something like 80%. I mean, this is just um, beyond failed. It's it's There's some big changes coming to this federal student loan program, and I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I know we, we get a lot of backlash because we have a lot of conservatives that, that watch the show, listen to the show, and are, you know, against the whole idea of student loan forgiveness. But to make this clear for those that aren't following what we're talking about, this was a promise made. This is not the, uh, you know, the new student loan uh, forgiveness idea that was thrown around during the election. The idea that we're going to, you know, when Biden comes in, he's going to just wipe out like a certain amount of everyone's student loans. This is for people who have paid in for 10 years on their student loans and during that time have the 10 years of public service uh, in one of these qualifying uh, organizations. Now, it's only for one year, though, right, Alan? So so this is not people should not think, well, well, this is, uh, you know, for the future. I remember it was like a couple years ago, maybe Money Magazine did an article about this one lady who got her loan forgiven. And it was such a rare occurrence. It was almost as if they were profiling a lottery winner. It w- it was so rare that a person would actually get this loan forgiveness. And uh, you're saying that this could help a half a million people, which I think is great, Um, but this doesn't apply to everyone because I I was reading like these parent loans, these don't count. So how would that work? Like, let's say that you worked as a nurse for 10 years and your parents got loans to help you go to college or co-signed your loans. And maybe I'm mixing two different things together, but I know you've even said grandparents are roped into some of these deals. How does this affect the parents and the grandparents. Well, anybody who hasn't worked at a nonprofit, this just simply wouldn't apply to. Um, now, Parent Plus loans, like all federal loans, actually would count if. Well, well, no, that's actually not true. Um, the, the parents who actually parents who work at a nonprofit indeed could uh, could benefit from this. So, but private loans, in other words, private bank loans, absolutely are not uh, not affected by this. Um, and you know, maybe to your earlier point, Jim, you know, conservatives, I think everywhere need to take another look at the student loan problem. The, this lending system has gone. It, it is a big government monstrosity. Yes. These are loans like no other loans in the country. They've been stripped of the most fundamental consumer protections. You know, there are no bankruptcy protections for, for student loans. There are no statutes of limitations. And at this point, very red states are being absolutely devastated. So let's look at Georgia, for example. The state budget of Georgia, Jim, is $48 billion. The people of Georgia owe $82 billion in primarily federal student loan debt. Wow. So this this public service news, it's not going to affect hardly any of those people. And I might add, something like 55 or 60 percent of everybody with some college, in other words, 55 percent of student loan borrowers, they're either Republican or independent. And more than half of student loan borrowers are over the age of 35. 
So these are not, you know, these liberal entitled kids that are getting these handouts through loan cancellation. This is a very broad cross section of America. And, you know, a lot of people like to oppose loan cancellation, but they really need to think twice and, and, and think about the fact that by opposing the people being crushed by these loans, who are their family, friends and neighbors, they're really helping this big government, this college enriching lending scam. And so, quite frankly, Jim, I think the loans are going to have to be canceled writ large uh, eventually. And really, the conservative thing to do at this point is to end this lending system, defund or at least put the colleges on a very strict diet uh, and get the government out of this business. It's obviously made a mess of it. And so this public service news is what I hope will be the first of many similar stories to come. Yeah, so so we don't really know yet if this in any way is sort of a start down the road towards anything bigger. We don't really know that. However, there are a lot of people. So I want to drill down and make sure that people understand who this who could you know really benefit from this. So if you're someone that has been working for 10 years for a qualifying nonprofit organization, and you've made at least the 10 years of payments, so that would be 120 payments, and maybe it's somewhere along the road you were told some of your payments didn't count because of the type of loan you had or, or, or one thing or another. It's that person very narrowly describing there. That is the person that this program is targeted to, not just everybody that has a student loan, um, you've got to be within this narrow parameter, but there's still a lot of people that that might help. And, and you said it could be as many as as over a half a million people. Yeah, that's right. There's probably about a half million people and it could be less than 10 years at this point. You know, you may have worked for a nonprofit for about six years and they didn't count any of your payments. Even still, you can get those payments counted uh, regardless of what loan uh, you had as long as it's federal loan and whatever repayment program you were in. Okay, so so um, let, me, let me stop you though on that because I want to make sure I understand. So even though this program is only a one-year window, even though the window closes, during that window you can sort of get marked to the to the market on your payment. So so you can at least cash in that you have six years in, even though they might have told you no, you're not you're, these six years you made. Sorry, sucker, you're not getting credit for those. During this one year, you can get those six years, and then in theory, you'd have only four years left uh, to be able to get out. So you can get that benefit, even if you don't get the loan forgiveness by October of 2022. That's exactly right. Yeah, you can go back and get credit for years past, whether it's three years or five years or, or even 10 years, um, you can get that. There is a, quite a lot of paperwork involved, though, Jim. Um, one critical point here is that people wanting to take advantage of this are going to have to, and they have the wrong kind of loan, they're going to have to consolidate their loans from, say, the FFELP program, which is the older legacy-style loan, into the direct loan program. Now, here's a wrinkle, Jim. We have bankruptcy legislation in the Senate. It's bipartisan. There's actually more Republicans on the bill than there are Democrats now. 
uh, which is a, a good sign. And bankruptcy may very well be coming back to federal student loans, uh, where they they exist for every other loan but student loans. Mm. So they may be returned with a 10-year waiting period. Now, um, according to the bill as it's written now, uh, it's unclear whether this waiting period will be reset uh uh, by signing for a new loan or not. In other words, if you've got loans for 20 years and then you consolidate your loans into the direct program, well, that may reset the clock on how long you would have to wait before these loans were eligible for, for discharge and bankruptcy. So, I, you know, we don't give advice, but I would caution people patience and um, look carefully at, at uh, certainly this bankruptcy legislation, uh, S-2598, and, you know, measure twice and cut once, as they say, uh, don't rush to consolidate quite so soon. You know, really uh, take a holistic view of your situation, uh, whether you think you might want to utilize the bankruptcy laws. If, if indeed this bill is passed, I think it's got a really good chance at this point. Um, and just I would urge caution in general in that these are just words, Jim, and the Department of Education has a very bad track record. And so, and, and there's the other specter out there, and that is that in a couple of years from now, who knows? You know, Congress may put a cap on the loan forgiveness. I've heard talk about a $57,000 uh, cap on the public service program. I've heard talk of killing the program altogether, and that could easily happen. And so, um, you know, it's a tough situation, but certainly this is good news, and we'll see how it unfolds over the next uh, weeks and months. So this is an official deal. This isn't like something that's being proposed. I mean, people can – what do people do who want to find out more and actually get the paperwork and start the ball rolling? What's this, the process? Yeah, this is official. Uh, this is a fact sheet uh, published by the Department of Education last Wednesday. I would urge them to go to the Department of Education's website. Don't listen to any so-called uh, experts out there who say you need to, to deal with this. Keeping up with all the current laws and the changes to student loans, and that is uh, still studentloanjustice.org. Is that right, Alan? Yes, indeed. Studentloanjustice.org, yep. And if people want to support you, there's ways they can make a donation and, and do other things to help you. And uh, we always appreciate having you on, sir. Thank you so much for the update. And uh I'm excited about this for a lot of people because we've heard about a lot of people trying to get that loan forgiveness. And uh, hopefully this actually turns out to be true. We'll hold our breath. Well, cautiously, I want to agree with you, Jim. Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> almost with you, though, I was almost looking forward to be like signed by Raymond Reddington from Blacklist or something like this. This new policy <laughs> like, OK, this isn't this is this is bogus. OK. All right, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> Good to have you with us. All righty. You too, uh, Jim. Alan, Alan Collins, uh, a fun guy to have on. And uh, he's right there. He's, he follows all of this. And uh, if you want to uh, check into uh, his website, uh, you can also support him. Uh, people make donations to him and he gets involved when there's campaigning and all of that. Studentloanjustice.org. And I'm also really interested to find out, to get feedback. So please email me if you are in that situation. I want to hear from people who are actually going to now be able to get student loan forgiveness. Maybe I'll put you in my article that I'm working on. Uh, I'm working on an article about this that'll come out this week. 
And uh, if you're interested, I can even, you know, just use your first name or whatnot. But uh, just curious generally to hear from uh, I've heard from so many of you over the years that have tried to get the student loan forgiveness and were bounced out for one reason or another. And now it looks like this is all coming together, that that whole 10 year deal. All right. So in about 10 minutes, we're going to shift gears and bring on our special guest tonight. David Weiss will be talking about. The flat earth theory. What is it and why are so many people jumping on board uh, this this idea that the earth is flat? But before we get to that, uh, tonight's sponsor keeping us commercial free is Internet Paycheck for Life dot com. Now, I, I've mentioned this before and a lot of you haven't done it yet. So make a note to yourself to go do this this week. Run over there and grab your five free videos I know that there's a lot of questions today about, you know, working from home, working remotely. Jim Paris, how do you travel so much? How do you make money online? And I might be maybe the only guy doing this, which is I actually teach you exactly what I'm doing to make my full time living working online. That includes everything from self-publishing. I've been published by five publishing houses, but now I only do self-publishing. So we talk about all of that. We talk about podcasting. We talk about affiliate marketing. We talk about YouTube and Facebook and social media. All of those things you can do to build a following, build a platform, and then monetize it, turn it into an income. I've got five free videos for you to check out what we're doing. It's all available for you over at internetpaycheckforlife.com. Internetpaycheckforlife.com. Tonight's sponsor, keeping us commercial free. Okay, so something strange happened earlier today. I see this news flash that Southwest Airlines had canceled over a thousand flights. And I don't even know what the number is now, but apparently the number has been exponentially growing. Um, and... The theory online is is that they're lying about why these flights are canceled. And I don't really know who to believe anymore, uh, but saying it was due to weather in Jacksonville. And there was some rain today. I got caught in the rain on my motorcycle, but it wasn't something that would cancel a flight. And uh, it's now sort of leaking out that there appears to be a so-called sick out by Southwest Airlines pilots. And uh, if this is true, I'm getting a lot of messages from my following on social media that uh, people on the inside of Southwest Airlines are also contacting me, telling me this has to do with the dispute over mandatory vaccinations for the pilots. And we're hearing this more and more. Uh, I read over the weekend that that uh, Seattle could lose something like 40% of its police force within the next week over a vaccine uh, deadline for the police officers. I know uh, this is happening. This is a problem with uh, the New York police. I also know there's a looming deadline for uh, border patrol. So, so what they were doing before was they were saying, you have to get the vaccination or if you don't, you have to get tested, you know, uh, once or twice a week. That's your other option. But now they've taken away that option. No, no, you know, alternate option. You must get the vaccination. And I know they're losing. I don't know. I mean, it's it's thousands of people. If you go nationwide uh, out of the healthcare industry and, you know, I'm someone that's vaccinated, so I'm not here 
trying to tell you to get vaccinated or to not get vaccinated against some problems here. I mean, I don't know when the other side sort of buckles and gives in. I mean, when you've got uh, a major airline, Southwest Airlines, canceling over a thousand flights due to a pilot sick out. Um, I mean, will other airlines, uh, you know, have the same issue? Uh, then another rumor was it was air traffic controllers uh, refusing to show up and they're under a different deadline. So I don't know what's going on, but I think it is very interesting to see what's going to happen and which side is going to blink as these vaccine deadlines loom. Now, I posted something on Twitter. Who Who is not following this just tragedy of the death of Gabby Petito? It is just a tragedy. What a beautiful young lady. Uh, just to see a picture of her smiling breaks my heart. I have two daughters and I just can't even imagine what that family's going through to lose their daughter. I think she was 21 years old. Uh, and now this this guy, Brian Laundry is missing. No one knows where he is. Everybody's hunting for him. The FBI, the police, Dog the Bounty Hunter. So I posted something up on my Twitter today that has gotten a lot of response, a lot of comments, a lot of shares, a lot of likes. And I just I put this up there and I said, what are the chances that Brian Laundrie could be actually just hiding in his parents' home? Like hiding, like maybe when the police came in, he was hiding in the attic. Apparently they had a search warrant, but it wasn't for anything more than removing electronics. And maybe he wasn't there at that time. But what 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 are the chances that he maybe snuck back in? Uh, some of the neighbors have reported that he would come in through the backyard on occasions and kind of hop the fence to get uh, into his parents' home. I mean, uh, he's familiar with the neighborhood. They haven't been, been able to find him in almost a month. And I don't know. I, I have this thought that maybe he is either he was hiding up in the attic or somewhere in that house or maybe returned to that. I don't know how my mind works. It's like, well, we've checked everywhere, except we haven't been back into the house. And a lot of people on Twitter are saying, yeah, the police need to just do a surprise. Boom, knock on the door and, and just rush in and check every square inch of that house. So a lot of people think that's interesting. Uh, maybe it's a crazy idea. Uh, but look, I mean, they, they've they've looked in that Carlton Reserve. They've looked along the Appalachian Trail. They've they've, uh, you know, got taps on phones. They're, they're doing all these things. And I, I just wonder if it's just not right there in front of us that maybe he's hiding in that house. I don't know. But uh, a lot of people thought that was interesting, getting a lot of traction on that on Twitter. All right. So Bitcoin and Ripple XRP, which we talk a lot about cryptocurrency on the show. Both of those uh, just really taking off in the last few days. And I've got to, if you're watching or listening live. So uh, a live quote here is Bitcoin is almost up to fifty six thousand dollars for a single Bitcoin and Ripple XRP uh, about a dollar fifteen. Uh, so there's an article circulating uh, that there is a theory that Bitcoin in particular, and many of the other cryptocurrencies would be included, are about to go into a so-called super cycle. And what this means is these people that follow charts and graphs and statistics and inflows and outflows and all these kinds of things, um, they have arrived at the conclusion that we're about to see 
an exponential jump in the price of Bitcoin and and many of the other cryptocurrencies. And I, I've said this for years. And, you know, I started talking about Bitcoin in 2012 and people thought I was crazy, but I've said this for years. I've said that there's going to be one night when us cryptocurrency people go to bed as mere mortals and we wake up the next morning as millionaires or multimillionaires. I I've said that. I'll say it again tonight. And maybe that's not going to necessarily be Bitcoin, but some of these others. I mean, what would happen if like we go to bed tonight and Ripple is a dollar and we wake up tomorrow and it's a thousand dollars. I mean, that would change a lot of people's lives, including mine. So there is that sort of, I don't know, spark in the air about cryptocurrency. I don't know what Bitcoin could go to. I mean, people said it could never get to a thousand dollars. Now it's at, uh, you know, 50,000, close to $60,000. Uh, people have said a million is crazy. Two million is crazy. I don't know. I don't know where it goes to. I certainly think something like Ripple XRP that's a buck 15 has a much bigger. I mean, just mathematically, it seems like it's got a much bigger, you know, upside to it. That's uh, just my view. Uh, you know, I, I've always said get into some of these lower priced ones because they could be the next Bitcoin. But I think something very big is going to happen in cryptocurrency. And uh, if you're somebody that, you know, wants to find out more about it, how to get involved with the smaller ones, how to understand Bitcoin, how to not get scammed. If you look over my right, my right shoulder, you'll see my book. And uh, uh, it's 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 going really well. The book, uh, we just had several thousand people uh, get the uh, the Kindle version last week. Uh, people are loving it. It's it's kind of the book everybody wanted, but wasn't out there. It's a book that gives you like from step one, how to get started with Bitcoin, when there's so many of the other books kind of presume that you know a lot that you don't know. And my book kind of starts at square one for people that know nothing. And then it takes you into all these other areas, including how to get into these other smaller cryptocurrencies, again, all without getting scammed. That book is called the 90 Minute Bitcoin Quick Start, available on audio through Audible, available on Kindle, and also available in paperback. It's available in bookstores, it's available at Barnes & Noble, and it's available uh, mostly on Amazon. That's where most people are getting it. Okay, we'll take a one-minute break. We'll refire the open. When we come back, uh, it's his first time with us. If you remember, his associate Karen B. was here, and you guys went crazy wanting to learn more about Flat Earth. So I told my producer, let's do this again. So we're going to take a one minute break. We'll be back with David Weiss, as they call him, Flat Earth Dave, to talk about all things Flat Earth. Stand by. We'll be back in one minute. 